Uh, joining us in the studio, Matthew Stephen, our sport historian. Hello, Matthew. Good morning, Charlie. Cycling, cycling, cycling. Uh, it must have been around for a while. My, my dad actually rode here on a push bike in about, I don't know, 1920 or something. So I imagine cycling's been around for some time. Oh, well, I guess it's one of those things that we take for granted today. Um, the kinds of cycles that, that we would recognise didn't really uh, exist until the, the late 1800s, uh, 1890s. It was called a safety cycle and the introduction of pneumatic uh, tyres really saw uh, what was described as a cycling craze all around Australia. And uh, it hit Darwin in the um, the 1890s. Some of the staff at the Overland Telegraph uh, ordered some uh, cycles up and uh, from then on cycling was, was really very popular here in Darwin. I mean, they, uh, they had messengers uh, from the uh, Telegraph station uh, delivering messages around town on cycles. So the Overland Telegraph was really a bit of a hotbed of um, cycling. In uh, 1895, um, uh, they had their first uh, cycling um, events at the town uh, athletics carnival at the, the town oval. And in uh, 1897, a fellow by the name of Jerome Marif was the first transcontinental cyclist that arrived here in Darwin. Um, all around Australia, there are all these cyclists doing all kinds of uh, long distance rides. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Marif uh, arrived here in um, uh, Darwin from uh, Adelaide, remembering that there was no road to speak of. Yeah. And um, uh, soon after, in uh, 1898, one of the Overland Telegraph cyclists, Albert MacDonald, broke the he rode from Darwin to Adelaide and in fact on to Melbourne but he broke the um, uh, transcontinental record uh, to ride from Darwin to Adelaide in 29 days straight now, down the middle straight down the middle and uh, in fact this would make Albert Macdonald the Northern Territory's first national sports star yes. something that that people probably aren't aware of yes. and um, uh, MacDonald was actually uh, uh, quite a, a well-known national figure. He went on to cycle in a very famous um, race called the Austral Wheel Race, which was a national uh, title, professional title, and um, uh, that, that took uh, MacDonald into the national uh, light. We, we had um, cycling match races here in, uh, in Darwin, uh, basically around the Esplanade Oval. People would basically wager. It would be uh, professional um, races run for, for money. They, they were very popular. At the athletics carnivals, there was very often a Chinese race. There'd be a Japanese race, an Aboriginal race. Um, and uh, uh, cycling around that turn of the century was very popular. Went into a bit of a, a, a lull thereafter. You'd often see cycling events at the athletics carnival. and it's uh, Like a race, would yeah, it be? Yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd run two or three races uh, um, uh, around. There, there was a cycling track around the Esplanade Oval. I've said before, they they built the camber the wrong way initially, and had it had it. They described it like the skin of an cycling on the skin of an orange because you were slipping off the outside. So sloping downwards <laughs> instead yeah. of inwards. Yes, it, it probably says a little bit about how much they knew about cycling, <laughs> but they, they they did realign it, and there was a track there. And uh, in 1933, I noticed that there was a road racing club for, formed for the first time, and there are photographs of uh, relatively large groups of cyclists outside the Vic Hotel. That was the starting point, yeah. and that ride out to places like Shoal Bay and so on in, in, in a race format. Um, uh, during World War II, the um, uh, cycling uh, took a bit of a, a, a break 
And uh, it came back uh, uh, in the late 1940s, you see cycling coming back. And uh, there's a record of the Darwin Cycling uh, Club forming in 1950. And they were using the airstrip at uh, Fanny Bay mm. as their, their, their cycling track. Um, I saw uh, uh, newspaper reports of, say, 10-mile uh, races on the Stuart Highway. There was even a 50-mile race on the Stuart Highway. And uh, at least by then there was bitumen on the on the Stuart Highway. Yeah. So they were, they, were, they were quite popular, these races, and uh, the longer distance distances uh, seem to seem to suit well that that 10 mile race was a was a was a national event i mean they used to have the australian 10 mile champion i think there was a guy called Sid Patterson, I think his name was, was the Australian 10-mile champion. I mean, there were some great Australian riders like Hubert Opperman and oh, it, whatever, it, and, and racing uh, and nationally was very... And during the war, the lull in Darwin wasn't really reflected nationally because in other parts of Australia during the wartime, there were, bikes were being mass-produced. I mean, e- everyone had bikes. Oh, know, indeed. Look, look, cycling uh, in, at different times in uh, Australian sporting history was one of the big sports. Yeah. Uh, cycling tracks on the Melbourne cricket ground, uh, uh, cycling under lights at the uh, Sydney cricket ground. Yeah. Um, it was a massive sport. Uh, it, uh, gambling was a very big part of it and, in fact, was part of its uh, downfall. There are all kinds of dodgy things going on at the uh, the cycling races. Um, uh, in, in Darwin in the 1950s, the, the uh, Darwin Amateur Cycling uh, club uh, was, was set up and uh, they, they had a track out on the present side of the aviation museum and uh, from that point onward cycling became uh, uh, more organised here in, in Darwin. The uh, the velodrome that people are probably familiar with um, out on the corner of Macmillan and uh, Bagot Road, that was built in the 1970s and probably the, the name that uh, uh, is most well known from Northern Territory Cycling is um, Shane Bannon yes. who has been involved in cycling at the highest level. I'm not sure if he's at, uh, still involved with the Australian team, but he was for a very long time. I was a very young PE teacher when a very enthusiastic Shane Bannon turned up at the high school with all kinds of um, fantastic equipment and had kids on bikes that, that really had no clue about uh, yeah. racing, cycling, and Shane was a, a great promoter of the, uh, of, of the sport. So cycling's had a very long history here. It's had a very interesting history. And um, I guess one of the things about cycling is that in this day and age, um, the, the technology and the tracks are so important and uh, I, I think there'd be a lot of people in Northern Territory cycling that would be uh, hoping that one day we'd have one of those bright, shiny new velodromes here in uh, here in Darwin. No reason why we can't. Now, um, Matthew Stephen with a sport historian, um, Alice Springs is always big for cycling, it's always bigger than, than Darwin is, probably because of the, the, the flatness of the, the place and because people can head out bush and ride all over over the place. Is there much history about cycling in Alice Springs? The, the, the first reference, well, besides these transcontinental cyclists that we're obviously passing through, like, so you get these extraordinary photographs. There's some up at the, the Northern Territory Library as we speak, I believe. There was a gentleman by the name of uh, Ryko, who was a photographer here in Darwin, but he actually broke Albert McDonald's transcontinental uh, um, record. And um, uh, there are photographs of him on the, on the track. And in fact, there's a replica 
cycle as part of the exhibition. So if people are interested in cycling, they should pop up and have a look. The first reference I found to cycling races in Alice Springs was in the early 50s. And um, certainly from that time onwards, uh, cycling in Alice Springs was very popular. I should just mention that the cycling craze in, uh, in, the, in the 1890s, um, cycling was seen to be a very modern sport. And part of that modernness was actually encouraging women to cycle. Now, this was very unusual for uh, Darwin Sport, which was very much a, uh, a boys' club at the time. And uh, almost every time a woman got on a, uh, on a cycle in Darwin, it would be re reported in the newspaper because uh, people were just so fascinated by the idea that women would actually get on a, a, woman on a, on a bicycle. Bike? Yeah, outrageous. And there were also numerous reports of women uh, cyclists and accidents. There seemed to be a connection there. Every time one of them fell off their bike or ran into oh, somebody, it would be reported. But I don't think they had any more accidents than the men. Well, they but, continued eh, when, when women started driving cars more often. They said, well, they're having all these accidents all uh, the way to rubbish. I think there was a certain level of prejudice yeah. at, at that time, Charlie. But it was just one of those fascinating things. that it, it was one of those sports that brought women into the activity and the cycling clubs encouraged that uh, participation, which was a little unusual for the time. Okay. All right. Uh, but right now, cycling's doing okay, isn't it, in the, in the territory? I mean, uh, they've got the, some big races happening here and in Alice Springs and all over. Uh, all look, over I, think, I think cycling in Australia generally is doing very well. I mean, events like the, the Commonwealth Games just bring it to the fore. It's so rare that the, we get to see that kind of activity here in uh, in Darwin and to see the likes of Anna Mears and the uh, Australian Pursuit yes. sort of win gold. That's extraordinary. I think it's one of the most exciting events when you get those four cyclists uh, in unison uh, travelling uh, around the track. I just think it's a fantastic event. And the Pursuit, is what an amazing event that is. Oh, indeed. And and so each time these big, uh, the Olympics and the um, the Commonwealth Games come up, the World Championship, Australians are just reminded of what a great uh, history we have in the sport. And uh, the Northern Territory uh, uh, does well. Uh, we, we seem to, when you look at the records, we seem to have a, a good record with juniors getting into road races and, and so on. But as I say, the, uh, the the technology and just the training that goes into um, uh, elite cycling these days uh, really means that you, you've you've got to have access to the likes of the uh, the program down in Adelaide and the um, yeah. the Australian Institute of Sport to to really uh, stand a chance. But everyone can get on a bike and have a crack, Charlie. Indeed, it's like running. There's no reason why you can't do it. Fascinating stuff as usual, Matthew. It's lovely to talk to you, mate. What are we talking about next week? Um, you, haven't I, made, you haven't made it your mind yet? Well, I mean, with the Commonwealth games going on. There's some of these sports that have a long history in the Northern Territory. I thought we could look at uh, some of the aquatic sports or even, even rifle shooting's one that has a very long history. And again, it's only at the Commonwealth Games and the Olympics that we see uh, shooting on TV and we go, gee, I wonder what happened here in the Northern Territory. So that's a possibility too. Okay. Now I've got some things on my desk I want to try and give to you before you go. A bit of uh, historical stuff that people sent to me so I'll pass it off to you. Fantastic. Nice to talk to you. All the best. Thanks a lot, Charlie.